Good afternoon, everyone. My name is Julio Cajigas and I'm the New South Wales ACT State Manager here at MetLife. Today, I'd like to introduce you to David McLean. David is an ex-professional rugby league player that started working in the financial service over 16 years ago. Four years after starting in the industry, David opened his own practice, Titan Financial Planning, which has been running ever since. Over the last 12 years, David has grown that practice organically and now employs another five people into the business. David, welcome along. G'day, Julio. How are you? Good, mate. Good, good. Thanks for joining us. Dave, just to start off, can you tell us a bit about how you started in the business and what your practice looks like at the moment? Yeah, look, absolutely. And uh, Julio, if it it gets a little bit noisy, it's because I'm in my COVID office at the moment. The neighbours decided to chop down some trees, which is perfect timing, right? Yeah, we kicked off uh, our business uh, or our little Titan group in 2004, starting with a mortgage business. Originally, we were uh, in a joint venture with a, uh, a sports management business named Titan Titan Management. So we've since bought those guys out. Uh, we kicked off our financial planning business in 2008. Um, so it's uh, we've, like you said, we've uh, we've grown it organically ever since. So now I've got five uh, five staff members on on the financial planning side of the business, and there's a further three on the on the mortgage side of the business. We we've got a little bit of a niche still with uh, the professional athletes and sporting guys, and so that that's a little bit of a niche that we've had since uh, we've kicked off the business. And look outside of that, a majority of our business now is uh, centered around accumulators. We've got a really young client base. Uh, the average age of our clients about thirty nine. Typically speaking. Uh, young families, usually um, uh, middle management or um, or, or trades, uh, you know, mum and dad with with two kids type of thing, and have a need for holistic advice, which is what we provide. So uh, everything from cash flow management to risk advice, um, wealth creation, the the whole box of dice. So, uh, that's a little bit about a little bit of a top down view as to how our business is now. David, just you know, talking to you in the past. Um I know that you've got clients pretty much all around the country, um, and in the past, I know that uh, you know you've done you've had offices around around the country as well. And I believe you still have three uh, three offices three office locations at the moment. Can you tell me a little bit about um, how you deal with interstate clients? Yeah, absolutely. So we um, we've now got two permanent offices. So one on the um, on the central coast of uh, New South Wales in in Erina, which is nice and handy to where I live in Terrigal, and um, another office down in Norwest, which is in north the, the northwest part of, of Sydney in uh, in Borkham Hills. We had a permanent office in Darwin because that's geographically convenient, right? Um, <laughs> and and we probably let go of that permanent space up there oh, three years ago now, uh, and the reason. For that, it was um, we found through the use of technology that we were just able to deliver the same sort of service and and not be up there as often. So we use a, a casually let office space now through Regis up there in the uh, in the Paspaley building up in Darwin CBD, and and we fly up there probably around six times a year now, five or six times a year, yeah. uh, and, and spend sort of four and five days there at a time just using the uh, casually led office up there. So technology has played a, played a huge part in us being able to service our clients. Uh, we've got clients all over the country, well, in, uh, you know, all over the world these days. 
in terms of expats, particularly athletes playing in sport in England and France and, and things like that. So the only, I mean, we had to um, embrace technology pretty quickly if we're going to service all of those clients. Obviously, it's a little bit difficult if you're servicing clients geographically all over Australia and the world if um, if you're not embracing technology. So Zoom, um, we've been using for four or five years now to conduct meetings. Now, before <laughs> before this little pandemic, if you said that you were going to set up a Zoom meeting with someone, mostly your clients would turn around and say, "Excuse me, like what is it?" <laughs> now it's the new now it's the new Google, right? So everyone's zooming everyone now. So. Yeah. It's become uh, become part of the vernacular almost. So Zoom Zoom is has been a really important part of our business and will continue to be an important part of the business, obviously. So even before COVID took place, we were doing around 70% of our meetings on Zoom. So that, that's played a really, really important part uh, in terms of how we conduct business. And I guess the demographic demographic, I should say, that we deal in uh, lends itself to, I guess, conducting business in that way. Being a, a younger demographic, it's um, you, you tend to those guys tend to adapt to technology really well. Uh, it's it's nice and easy to set a platform uh, to enable you to do business that way with uh, with those guys. So it was a really easy transition for us, really. So the, I mean, there's other technologies that we we can't just solve. if we're going to um, sort of operate business uh, as remote as we do with. Uh, a number of different clients, then you need other technologies as well that they, you know, enable you and complement what you do. Things like Adobe Sign, Adobe Sign, and those type of things. So, um, yeah, we've really tried to to build our offer around around technology. Yeah. So, mate, can we just dive into that a little bit more? So, as you said, you know, you've got clients around the world, um, and obviously, Zoom is a massive part of your business. What other areas, as far as technology, have you implemented into Titan to make sure that you're able to deal with these clients, you know, efficiently and also importantly that the client is getting a really good experience? Yeah, absolutely. As I said, Zoom's Zoom's probably the biggest thing for us. We use uh, Adobe Sign, as I said, so that that makes things a little bit easier in terms of document execution and and things like that. There's not everything you can you can have signed on Adobe uh, on Adobe Sign, but um, some of the big platforms and whatnot are, are coming to the party with that. Colonial, which is one that we commonly use, is is one of those, and there's there's others. So that becomes yeah, it makes life a little bit easier for us. Sure. We use a lot of Google technology, um, so we use G Suite, which plugs in really nicely to um, uh, enable us to to operate the way that we do. So things like Calendly. So when we send um, our, our snapshot reports and reviews and all those type of things to clients. They've got access to our website where they can jump on and, and book their own at meeting times and, and whatnot at a time that suits them through our website. And that, that plugs in. I mean, Calendly has been around for a little while now and it's quite commonly used, but, but um, it provides uh, some real efficiencies in terms of diary management and things like that. We also use a, a piece of software called Zapier or Zapier, which is a bit of a connector um, which brings technology together in the back end. So, for example, through the use of Zapier, uh, if someone jumps online and books a meeting, then that will automatically set up a Zoom meeting that will land in my calendar. It will send them email reminders. Um, so it triggers off the chain of events. So uh, that really helps. I mean, what else have we got? We've got everything is cloud-based, so we don't run servers or anything like that. So when, um, I, I guess, 
being in the position that we were in relation to being able to work remotely when sort of the pandemic hit and COVID-19 hit. For us in the office, it was just a matter of being able to pick up our um, our laptops and go home, really. It was, um, yeah, it was business, as, yeah, business as usual. We, even, we, we don't have any hard lines into the office. Even our, even our phone lines are run through a Zoom. So um, if you dial the office number, you're actually dialing a number which is channeled through our Zoom software. So and that enables yeah. us to be in, we could be in five different locations and the uh, the system will intuitively call people in in, uh, in an order in which we set depending on a hierarchy and all those different things. So yeah, it, it was, wasn't uh, too difficult in relation to when COVID hit in, in terms of the way that we conduct the business. And I think uh, another really cool piece of technology that I, um, I enjoy using and we'll get a bit of a giggle out uh, in the office is, uh, and I think you've met her earlier, um, oh, is our little office, office assistant, Evie. Yes. So, um, so Evie is a, is a virtual scheduling assistant. Um, has a, this is a really... Good judge of character, as you would know, Julio. So Evie is a plugin uh, that sits within uh, our Gmail uh, that we run our um, email system through. And we can copy Evie into emails and ask her to set up, uh, for example, if if I was sending you an email trying to arrange a time to catch up, uh, I would ask Evie to arrange a time with Julio to set up uh, an online meeting and then she'll intuitively go in and look she. I'm speaking like she's real human, right? Um, Evie will go in and set uh, liaise with you backward and forward in the email, set a time, and I'll send you an invite, put it in my diary and set up a Zoom meeting all at the same time. Evie, Evie literally saves us hours every month doing a phone with clients in relation to setting meeting times. It's a pretty, pretty cool piece of official intelligence. It is, mate. And I, um, yeah, I've certainly had the pleasure of dealing with Evie. And look, you, you wouldn't know that you're actually not dealing with a human. Uh, the, the, the exchanges I've had with it, very efficient, straight away, set up some meeting, it's all in there. And yeah, like I said, you wouldn't have a clue that you're actually not working with a human. So, uh, and I know you've mentioned before previously around the cost of it is extremely efficient for you as well. Um, so definitely uh, one to look out for you. EV costs, to give you a, uh, a bit of insight on that, EV costs about $15 yeah. a month. It's wow. incredibly cheap, incredibly cheap. We, we have a laugh in the office sometimes because people actually will contact us or, or we'll talk to clients and, and they'll say, oh, we haven't met Evie before. Have you got someone new in the office? Or, <laughs> there's not many people that actually think that Evie is a, uh, a piece of artificial intelligence. Pretty cool. <laughs> I'd love to see their faces. Just a little bit. That all sounds really good. I'd like, so like to see people's faces when you tell them Evie's uh, artificial intelligence. <laughs> Dave, just on, on some of those, you know, some of those things that you've just spoken about, just touch on one around, uh, which I haven't really heard many advisors use this, is around um, getting the client to book the meeting in themselves into the diary and so on. Firstly, how long have you had that in place? And two, the second part of the question is, do you find yourself having to do a lot of chase up with clients or is that sort of like an education piece? You've had it in place for a while and now people, you know, they're comfortable jumping on and doing it themselves? Yeah, clients are, we're finding that more and more 
uh, clients are engaging with the technology piece. So uh, we have a lot of our meetings booked through Calendly. And, and look, you've, I mean, you can't just set it up there and expect people to intuitively know it's there and jump on and book their meetings. We've got to communicate that with them and, and all those type of things. So we come review time, yeah, we, we send out an email and then reminder emails. Another piece of technology we use, which is um, a, uh, a piece of technology we're, we're part of the IWF family um, and uh, we're licensed through Millennium 3. And, and one uh, one piece of technology that IWF have been investing heavily in is uh, a piece of tech called their wealth report. Clients, so when we, uh, when it comes time of review, we'll, we'll send, uh, we'll contact them uh, via phone and email and ask them to jump online and, and book in at the time. But at the same time, um, they get access. So our clients have got access to a portal within the wealth report. So this is for existing clients, and they'll jump on and and check and update their details and almost do the fact finding for us in terms of their updating uh, their details and those type of things. In in that technology as well, it's, it's evolving. We're using this piece of technology as sort of the centerpiece of how we deliver advice. So, uh, for example, when we conduct back-finding meetings, whether they do review or new clients, it's all done on the wealth report. And the reason we're using this is it's um, in terms of client interaction and, uh, and experience, it's it's really cool. Yeah. We can build out, um, build out scenarios and show them various outcomes on the spot with clients and produce a, a nice sexy looking wealth report at the end of that, which is a little bit more engaging than probably the traditional things that we as an industry run with. Then it's uh, it's a really intuitive piece and look the, the future of that is uh, where we see that heading in the future is that we'll be able to, to deliver on um, outside of the fact that it acts as the fact-finding piece and um, client engagement piece and, and there's different tiles that's showing them different insights and benchmarking and all those different types of things. It integrates with X-Plan, which is fantastic. We sort of over the next 12 months are hoping to be uh, delivering uh, totally digital statements of advice through there as well, which um, okay. would be really cool. It would be a, um, a new way of delivering advice to uh, to clients. Uh, yeah, so whilst we're using it now, we think the future of what how we deliver advice will be on that platform as well. Dave, so you, you've, you've touched on the future somewhat there, knowing you and, you know, the technology side of things and, and how much it interests you and how much you believe in that to run a a successful, efficient business. Have you given any thought around what you know the next three to five years may look like for you and your practice? Well, just getting back on on the the digital piece and the delivery of of advice, I would hope that within the next couple of years that we're delivering all of our uh, advice uh, in a total digital format is really interactive. Another thing which is maybe <laughs> thrown down the track is. Um, the, the virtual delivery of advice where clients, I mean, not all clients will engage in this sort of thing, but it brings a little bit of fun, element, I guess, to, to what we do, um, is people uh, will be able to deliver advice in a, in a virtual setting where people will sit there and put on the goggles uh, and be able to run through their their advice and, and what the future looks like and, and whatnot in a, uh, in a virtual world, I guess. So that's, um, we see that happening within the next so three to five years. But I think in, in terms of who we are, 
uh, in relation to financial advisors and, and those type of things. I think, in, in, look, in our opinion, if you're not in embracing technology, we're of the opinion that place, I think, for, for financial advisors in relation to delivering the technical aspect of things. But I think technology will pick up a lot of that slack. And I think where we want to drive our business and where I think advice will land in the next five years is that we will be more um, behavioural coaches. Sure, there's always going to be that technical side of things and the I mean, machine can't sort of replace all the knowledge and, and deliver all of the uh, advice in terms of what we do now. But I think that technology will pick up a lot of that void. So I think the shift in paradigm is that we need to be more behavioural uh, in the way that we deliver advice and coaching, I guess, for one of a better term. I mean, the industry is heading that way now anyway, but I think there'll be a, a greater focus over the next next five years or so uh, in terms of how we deliver and, and what we're there. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, we're, I mean, we, we still have to have all the technical knowledge and, and all those types of, types of things. But um, at the end of the day, I, you know, I'm, you know, I'm of the opinion that 70% of what we do is relationship with our clients. So I think there'll be a greater focus on that moving forward um, than traditionally there may have been. Okay. Does that makes sense? Yeah, just, yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, looking forward to trying all of those goggles and see what that looks like, Dave. Um, that should be pretty interesting. <laughs> um, look, um, just talking to you through this and, and knowing you, and, you know, you've mentioned things like 70% of your, your meetings are through Zoom and, you know, you've gone into some detail around some of the technology you've put in place and so on. I can't help but think one of the questions that some advisors out there that are listening to this might be thinking is around, you know, the the, the, the sort of thought of, you know, people buy from And with all the technology in your business, what are your thoughts around that? I think you, you need, you're absolutely right. And that's going back to, I guess, where advice is heading. People will continue to buy from people. And that's why I think that, you know, a big majority or, you know, 70% of what we do is relationship, right? What we need to do is not be afraid of that embrace and use that as a tool to help us deliver and improve on those relationships that we've got. But don't, don't get me wrong, I don't think the I mean, machine um, and technology will never replace the fact that there's always going to be that human element to advice. But I only think that, I, I only think that is, um, uh, you know, the, the need for that is only going to get greater as technology picks up the the slack for uh, some of the things that traditionally speaking advisors have had to deliver on, if that makes sense. So, you know, I don't think um, people will always buy from people. That's absolutely correct. We're just going to, I think, learn to use technology to be able to enhance those relationships and uh, be more productive and, and use that technology to help deliver better outcomes for clients. And I think that'll only help strengthen the relationships we've got, not, take away from them. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, that makes sense to me. And, and you know, one of the things that, well, one of the issues in the industry at the moment is the, the cost of giving advice. So, you know, by using technology and being more efficient, uh, I think that's going to help with the outcome there. Um, and like you said, at the end of the day, people will deal with people, but it's how what we use behind the scenes and so on and technology to make it as efficient as possible, yeah? Absolutely, absolutely. Dave, is there anything else um, that you'd like to touch on as far as, uh, you know, the technology side of things? I know we, we've, we've gone through a fair bit. Um, is there anything else that, that you think, oh, I'd be really keen to sort of let people know about? It's, um, I, I can't think of uh, 
of any other chat. <laughs> we're focusing. I think we've got enough in there at the moment. But um, <laughs> I'm always, I've always tried to be a little bit of an early adapter when technology. So my my wife is our practice manager, and I know when new technology presents itself, I think oh, that'd be really cool within our business. She goes, "Oh, know what's coming now." But uh, <laughs> look, if it doesn't improve our business by twenty percent, then we don't adapt it. Dave, thanks for your time today. Uh, for everyone listening, I hope that you got a bit out of listening to Dave and some of the initiatives that he's implemented in his practice over the years to make it more efficient. Uh, and I think also from from listening to Dave, and very importantly, also a better client experience. Once again, thanks for joining us, Dave. Thanks, Julia. Cheers, mate. You've been listening to the MetLife podcast. To find out how you can partner with us, please visit metlife.com.au. This podcast has been prepared by MetLife Insurance Limited and intended for advisor and internal use only and should not be provided to clients or attributed to MetLife in any advice provided. This material is intended to provide general information only and has been prepared without taking into account any particular person's objectives, financial situation or needs. Any general information contained within or given during this podcast is not intended to be investment or financial advice, nor a recommendation to invest in a financial product or undertake any particular strategy or course. In accessing this podcast, you agree to MetLife's podcast disclaimer terms found at metlife.com.au.